Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Borders, audio stories about borders by the people who cross them. I'm Caitlin Pierce. I met Nate when I was out with a group of friends. Somehow it came up that he had hiked the entire Appalachian Trail, but he didn't want to talk about it. This seems so weird to me. Every other person I've ever met who's through hiked the Appalachian Trail always wants to tell stories about their trip. Nate didn't. Something had happened on the trail, and I wanted to find out what that was. I got in touch with his hiking partner, Jen, too. I heard about it my freshman year of college, and one girl on my frisbee team, she was like, let's do it over spring break, we'll just do a week, we won't pack underwear, we'll pack really light, and I was just like, hooked. like, what is this girl talking about? And she was like, the Appalachian Trail. So ever since then, it just like, it's like, if you're going to hike that Blazing Trail, you hear about it, and you do not get it out of your head for until you do it. Jen Golan was this girl that I had known from way back. My family, or my dad had run a summer camp, and she had worked there. That summer, we both had, like, big crushes on each other and ended up being each other's first kisses, and then, you know, we're friends after that. And she just came to mind. I hadn't really spoken to her in years. One September, I was like, you know what? I'm not happy with my job. I'm not happy. Like, I'm sick of where I live, where I am with my life. Like, I want to hike the Appalachian Trail. And he's like, I'll do it with you. I just, I took the time off. I set aside an amount of money. I had subletted my apartment, and it seemed very, um, you know, very easy what I was going to do. We booked book tickets to Atlanta. I guess in January, and then it became real. So the Appalachian Trail is a 2,100-mile-long hiking trail that connects Georgia to Maine. And it generally takes about six months for someone to walk the entire thing. I had, like, the flu or whatever for the first week, and then... There isn't, I have had seasonal allergies, so then that was happening, and all these were hampering me. And then once 
I wasn't sick anymore. I was like, let's ease into it. But Nate did not have that same mentality. He just wanted to push as far as he could each day. I was realizing my level of performance was higher than maybe Jen's was. I think the third day, it was freezing rain. It was probably 35 degrees, and we hiked for nine hours. And that, I mean, when we set up tent, my lips were completely blue. I was shaking. She didn't want to hold me back. I didn't want to leave her, but like I was, I was kind of ready to to fully experience, you know, what it was to be walking such a distance and how to accumulate as many miles as possible and how to really, yeah, I guess explore the limits of myself. I basically just had to put my head down and um, and not even really like think about it too much, I guess, because. Otherwise, you'd be like, what the hell am I doing? Why am I here? But that being said, Jen was very tenacious. You know, she really went after it and she really, you know, wanted to keep up. I think Nate had this this idea in his mind of being like the uber badass of the trail. He wanted to do it as fast as he could and he didn't care about the journey. He wanted to get to that destination and have it done. And I didn't really have that same mindset. You know, I'd like to learn the different trees and, you know, learn how to eat different things in nature and, you know, meet people and stuff like that. So we kind of clashed a little bit, but we had committed to, to staying together. I was, you know, still feeling very strongly the pull of New York and developing a mindset that was like, I want to get this done. We had hiked 17 miles that day and I was like it was seven o'clock Nate's like we're doing five more like we are doing five more miles and you know that takes a good like two hours or so and I was just like why are we doing that like why and I'm like can't we just stay here he's like no we're going so I like put my pack on and I like trudge along and I literally walked down the hill probably about 500 feet and there is you know a group of like 12 people um, that we had, you know, met and hiked with. And I was like, I am stopping and I am not going any further. Like, I am staying with them. You know, she had promised that we were going to go, we would night hike that night. Um, but part of the group decided not to night hike. And she was like, I want to stay here by this river. And I was like, mm, I've already, you know, I need to get these miles in and do that and night hike. So. And he, because I wanted to hang out with people. And he's like, well, I'm going. And so he, like, kept hiking his, his five extra miles by himself. I did not like hiking alone. I guess the dark exacerbated things, but, like, it was dark. Um, he did have the tent that we shared, so I was like, well, I guess I'll just sleep under the stars. And it was just fun. Like, I mean, I had two hours instead of hiking five miles. I had two hours of, like, talking to people and, you know, like, eating more food and just relaxing, I guess, and enjoying myself. All by myself. Um, super dark. Finally, you know, found a place to tent down. But, you know, I woke up because there was a raccoon, like, playing with my ear through the tent, and it was just, like, so frightening, and I was so alone. You know, it, it just felt really raw. Towards the end, it was me and Nate. We didn't see anyone for, like, eight days straight. You know, we're hiking 26 miles. It's just 
two of us, we'd run out of things to say. We just became like extremely monotonous and just like, I mean, it was like I was at my job again, you know? And I was like, this is not why I did this trail. You could feel something was ending because more and more there were things we weren't telling the other person, you know? And we, we, we got separate tents. I think the hardest thing is when you reach halfway and you have this huge celebration and then realize that you still have as far as you've come to go. You've gone over a thousand miles, you, it's a big deal, you've gone incredibly far and done all these really hard things and yet you're only halfway and then the second half is harder and you know, more challenging in every way. So that was, that was uh, really tough, I think. For her. And probably about three weeks later, I had like a breakdown. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. Uh, There's a point where my parents were driving through. And we were waiting at one of these shelters for his parents to come. And, and I just remember, I mean, there are probably six other hikers there. And they were like, oh, you know, when did you guys start? And we're like, oh, April 1st. And they're like, holy cow, you guys are going super fast. You know, they had less like... March 10th or something. So they were just like in awe of like how fast we were going. And I just wanted to be like, I don't fucking care. Like, I just hate this right now. Like, and Nate's like, yeah, you know, we're going really fast. And he's like really excited about it. And I was just like, I just want to go home. I found out then kind of that she was, she was ready to quit. She was done. And we decided to go to the beach for a week and, you know, figure it out. You know, Nate, Nate, is not the most like caring person and understanding and that kind of thing. So him being the person like trying to make me feel better, you know, wasn't, wasn't the most effective thing. Um, even though he tried really hard. She ended up going back on the trail and very soon thereafter, we're still in New Jersey at this point. Um, there was some sort of, you know, separation that happened again. That was like a physical one where I, I, overhiked where we were supposed to meet and you know it was just this kind of nail in the coffin probably about eight miles to hike to this town where my friend was gonna pick us up and so you know i'm packing up i like tap nate because he's still sleeping i'm like hey like meet me in this town you know by 11 that's when she's coming to pick us up and it gets to be 10 30 10 45 and like nate's not here so i call him and i was like hey you know like my friend is going to be here soon. Like, where are you? And he goes, oh, I'm like two miles away. I was like, that's not the right town, Nate. Like, you went an extra, like, 20 miles. And he's like, oh, I guess it did feel like it was, like, pretty far. And so I was just like, oh, my gosh, you're driving me crazy. So my friend picked us up, and then we drove the 20 miles to get Nate. And then we went to a pig roast for, like, 4th of July or something, and she bought a ticket home kind of, you know, without consulting me. I mean, she was, she was done. I was like, Nate, I'm not coming back. Like I told him that. And so the next day we dropped him off. At first it was very symbolic because she got off the trail, you know, very abruptly. And so there was a point where we both have dumped out both of our backpacks and I'm scared and didn't know how I was going to be without her. So I'm taking way more than I need probably essentially everything that was in her pack I put in mine and then I'm going to try and do these bigger miles and I've just doubled the weight of my pack. It was sad, you know, I was like, take care of yourself, like be careful. But I was just like so happy to be going home. 
Um, but you know, it was just like a quick hug, you know, my friend's waiting in the car. I was like, take care of yourself. And then he was on his line. And so I had this literal weight of her absence, put this literal weight on me of her stuff. And I have to carry these things. I think he was bummed. Um, and I, I don't know. I, you'll have to, you have to get this out of him. So I, I really don't know if he, like which if he preferred like hiking with me or if he preferred not I, I do think he was I do think he was a little bummed um that I wasn't gonna be be there anymore really really pretty awful about it because not only was that even when I first heard about the trail I instantly knew I was not going to enjoy doing it by myself I mean, that's just not me. I'm not incredibly, I'm not that insular, but I would not have been able to accomplish what I accomplished while still with a hiking partner. So in the end, you know, I see that that is the trade-off that, that worked out. I finished. What people average is between 10 and 16 miles a day hiking so i was just going to really just try and turn it up for this last last part new york connecticut massachusetts new hampshire vermont and maine and just do that whole thing and i was averaging about 30 miles a day or trying to do 100 miles every three days so it it was very stressful and every time you got lost, I'd be so upset because I'm losing these hours. I'm going to have to hike. If I went three miles out of the way, I have six miles total out of the way. I'll lose this time. Six miles off that average, I have to hike 36 miles that day to make it, you know, like it got very, very tenuous. So I, I, I definitely spent more time lost. You know, I, I'm sure we made the same amount of wrong turns but we fix them much more quickly there are some moments of real fear you know just not when i was not looking for the trail anymore but like a safe place to curl up in a ball so that was lost that was really really lost it would be hard to keep enough food to eat and because i was burning maybe seven to eight thousand calories a day and it's about five and a half double down sandwiches every day so i at least people would recognize it's probably not healthy but when it's necessary it's very strange i mean yeah i was i went i was always dangerously thin then that getting too heavy with the foods that i'm eating and then having to just basically figure out ways to just be have powders you know like nothing but powders in my bag and to get rid of my stove so everything was just either being softened in water on my back during the day like in a water bottle and so then by the time it was nighttime it was like soft enough to eat and that was basically it all day every day post gen yeah i just i looked at in terms of efficiency what were shorts offering me that underwear was not and there was there was no answer so got rid of shorts got rid of pants
That's funny though. My the only actual real blister I had, I got the, the second to last day because I was wearing, you know, a one child sock or something like that because that was all I had found in the the last laundromat. But yeah, it was over and done, and you never. It was funny because there wasn't a major delineation between this whole thing that you've been doing and building up for, and then when it actually ended. You know, there was no difference. There's some pictures, um, you know, some lighthearted congratulations, but then it's not like it's raining confetti. There wasn't, like, some sort of structure that carried you back home or, like, just on the crowd, on the shoulders of crowds, you know, like, carried back triumphantly. It was just, like, up and down, and you were just a signature in a book at that point, so... I had to spend then like a couple hours hitchhiking and then um, I had to spend the night in like a Walmart parking lot and then uh, I had a bus leaving from there all the way to uh, back to New York. It was like a 15 hour bus ride or something like that, which was miserable. I'm glad I finished. I think it's cool that I did it. I think it still is going to take more time before I'm glad that I undertook it. Um, just because in surviving, you just become this, like, the choices that you make are, like, very selfish and very self-centered, and they kind of have to be. And those types of decisions and that type of selfishness is not something that I like in myself. And it was brought out and then made habitual by doing this thing. So that in some ways makes it hard for me to be really glad that I did it. What I had to do to to succeed was give up a good chunk of my soul. And a, a relationship with a friend that I'd known for a long time as well. You know, that kind of thing is not something I would have thought I would be waiting. Thank you so much, Jen Golan and Nate Perry, for sharing your story. You've been listening to Borders Radio. Andy Diaz wrote our theme music. I'm Caitlin Pierce. For more stories about borders, visit bordersradio.org. 